before we uh, uh, go into our sermon, um, I want you to turn to uh, Psalms chapter 77. We're in Psalms chapter 77 today uh, for uh, where we're going to be looking at for our text today. Psalm 77. We're in Psalm 77 today. Um, and that's the text we'll be looking at today for uh, God to speak to us. I'm just so grateful for you all coming through. DJ, I thank you um, for you coming through as well. Also for Colina and Pastor Reeves and Deacon Dixon and Sarita. Thank you all so much, Sean and uh, Kim. I thank you all. Um, Boo, I thank you. Boo is tuning in all the way from um, Virginia Beach. I thank you so much for um, tuning in as well, Nay and Joshua. And Tasha, I thank you all. Um, Coach Kevin, I thank you for watching as well and coming in as well. Sister Murray, I'm grateful for you. And also Sister Brown, I'm thankful for you coming in and watching as well. We in Psalms chapter 77. Psalms chapter 77. We at Psalms chapter 77. And we'll be reading 1 through 20. Although we'll be looking at uh, just some particular uh, verses in Psalm 77, but I'm going to read the whole song, psalm so we can have the content. Psalm 77, and this is a psalm from Asaph. It says, verse 1, I cry out to God with my voice. I cry with my voice, and he gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hands were stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered and my spirit was overwhelmed. Verse four, you hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I can't speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I meditate within my heart and my spirit make diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in his anger shed up his tender mercies? And I said, this is my anguish, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the, the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember the wonders of, of old. I will also meditate on all your works and talk of all your deeds. Your ways, O oh God, is in the sanctuary. Who is greater a God as our God? Who is so greater a God as our God? Who are the God, I mean, who are the God who does wonders? I mean, you are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the people. You have with your right arm or with your arm redeemed your people the sons of Jacob and Joseph. Verse 16, the waters saw you, O God, the waters, you, they are afraid. The depths 
also trembled. The clouds poured out water. The sky sent out sounds. Your arrows also flashed about. The voice of your thunder was in the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your ways was in the sea, your paths in the great waters, and your footsteps were not known. You led your people like a flock by the hands of Moses and Aaron. On this morning, if I will, I grabbed the subject when you are going through. When you are going through. Over the last couple of months, I have been talking to so many people. And it seemed like every conversation came to the point where people were saying, Pastor Pew or Pew, I'm going through. And I know that we all are going through. This pandemic is squeezing us on, on every side. There, 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 there's hardly any place to move or, or to get some relief. We see we have over 350,000 people that have lost their lives in, in a year and in, in two months. We see that there are so many people have, have lost their job and, and now people are losing their home and, and losing their apartments and, and people, families are being destroyed and, and marriages are, are suffering all because of the result of this pandemic. We see that people are racing to, to try to get the vaccine and and the breakdown of, of technology and websites that, that's not really helping our seniors get to, play, get to the vaccine as they need to. And we, we see that there's a problem and people are just going through. But as we focus and as we give attention to, to the pandemic, there are people that's going through while they're in the pandemic. There has no result of the pandemic. I was talking to a lady a couple of weeks ago and she said, Pastor Pew, every week it seems like something new is going on with my health. Another young lady I was talking to was like, Pastor Pew, in the last couple of months I have buried my grandmother and my brother. And keep in mind that they, they deaths had nothing to do with COVID. And then I was talking to a friend of mine, and, and he said, man, look, I'm just sick and tired of death. He said, over the last two years, I've been at the funeral, at the funeral. I don't want to go to no more funerals. And on top of that, as he's dealing with the loss of his loved ones and, and frustrated and upset, and he's going through, he's also going through his own personal health issues. And some of you all who, who are watching today, who are, who are tuning into this service, you understand what I'm saying that you're going through. Is there anybody out there that's going through? And it don't have to be a sickness. It doesn't have to be a, 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 um, um, COVID. You, you, you're just going through life situations. 
Sister Ann, you just going through life situations, Nay and Vicky. You going through life situations, Sister Barrows, Sister TT and, and, and Marble and Wayne. You just going through life situations, children's situation, marriage situations, just family situations outside of COVID. You just going through. And there are a lot of us in this situation where life is just getting the best of us, where it seems like there's no end. It's just trouble after trouble after trouble. Do I have anybody, do I have any witness that understand what I'm talking about? Do I have any witness that, that, that are experiencing trouble after trouble and it seems like there's no end? Sister Power, Sister Bonnie, Monique, Kathy, Kim, Danita, the, the, the trouble that you face financially, spiritual trouble, you, 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 you spiritually drain, you just have no more to give. There's so many people that are going through. And here in this text, we look at today, Asaph is one of those people. Asaph write this psalm from a place of despair. He write this psalm from a place where, where he's just going through and, and, and it's getting the best of him. As a matter of fact, if you, if you look here in verse 3, it say, he says, I remember God and I was troubled. He says that I'm going through some trouble. Now, nobody know what exact trouble that Asaph was going through. Some believe it was a, a spiritual uh, depletion. Some believe that it was he was in captivity. But what we do know that Asaph was a musician, a songman of David, and he singed in, in the songs of David. And, but we know that it, by, 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 the, um, by the writing of the Psalm 77 that he's going through a rough time. He says that I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble. He says uh, that, that I'm in trouble. Look what he says. He says that I, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. He says spiritually, I have no more to give. Spiritually, I have nothing to hold on to. Spiritually, I'm broken. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there where, where spiritually you couldn't pray? Spiritually, you couldn't get in touch with God because what you was going through was so overwhelming, was so uh, uh, destroying to your life that you, you couldn't get in touch with God. You feel like spiritually that, that, that you had no hope, that you had no, no, no uh, uh, salvation, that you had no deliverance. Asaph was going through. He said that I was overwhelmed. Spiritually, I'm overwhelmed. He says in first, he says in first, in verse four, you hold my eyelids open. He said, God, you got to understand what I'm going through. I'm not getting any sleep. He says, what I'm going through, I'm not getting any sleep at all. Has any of y'all that haven't had no sleep lately? What you're going through had kept you up. You tossing and turning all night. You can't shut your mind off. Your pillars are full of tears because of what you're going through. ASAP said, God, my eyes are wide open. God, what I'm going through won't, won't allow me to sleep. Asaph is going through. Asaph is going through. He says, look, he says, I am so troubled that I can't even speak. 
Brother Parker, Sister Parker, the Parker family, Sam, Darlene, and, and Ruby, and DJ, look what he says. Nikki and Kendall, he says that, that I'm going through so much that I can't even speak. He said the pain that I'm, I'm going through, the trouble that I'm experiencing, the circumstances that come in my way is keeping me quiet, that I have no words to say. He says that the, the trouble I'm going through has shut my mouth up. I can't even speak right now. And you want to know the worst part about it? Pastor Reeves, you want, you want to know the worst part about it? ASAP is, is going through this, and guess what? He feels that God has abandoned him. He feels like God has, is missing. He feels like God, God has abandoned him, that, that God has left him. Look what he says in verse 7. He said, will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable anymore? Has his mercy ceased? Have you ever been going through some things so much that you, 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 you believe that God has abandoned you? That God not hearing your prayers? That God not seeing you fast? That God not answering you and calling, I mean, and reaching out to you as you go through your trouble, as you're going through your situation? Do you feel like God is not there? You grabbing for God, but you can't feel him. You, you trying to stretch out for God, but you can't feel him. You looking for him and you can't find him. Asap said, I'm there. Asaph said, I'm there. Said, I'm there. Says that what I'm going through has, has caused me to not be able to speak. It's caused me to, to believe that God has left me, has abandoned me, that God has forgotten all about me. Sister Ray and Joe Ivers, have you been there? Sister Jennifer. Charmaine and Reggie and Lisa, have you been there where it feel like God has abandoned you because of your circumstances? Now God is, is nowhere to be found. God, I'm calling out to you. I'm trying to sing my song to worship you, and I feel no, no power. I feel no strength. He says that, I, I, God, where you at? I, I, have your mercies failed? God, have you forgotten about me? Asaph said he was going through. Asaph said he's going through. Said I'm going through. But one thing I like about this text, Pastor Reese, is that even in the midst of Asaph going through, even in the trouble that, that Asaph is experiencing, there are some things that, that he does that will help us, that helped him. Oh, that's some good stuff. There's some things that he does that, that, that will help us in, in a mist when we are going through. So when you are going through, he says in the first verse, he says, when you are going through, you got to remember to cry out to God. Look what he says. He says, I cried out to God with my voice. He said, to God with my voice, I cried out. He said, to God with my voice, and he gave ear to me. He says, look, when you are going through, you got to cry out. He says, you got to cry out to God when you're going through. Watch this, watch this. This is so helpful because a lot of times when we're going through, instead of running to God, we run away from God. But he says, no, we got to cry out to God. We got we to gotta cry out to God. We got to call out to God. He says that this is what we need to do. When we're going through, we got to call out to God. Now, this word cry is an interesting word. Because it has 
two definitions, but one word. See, see, and the way you figure out what word it is, is you got to look at the context that is speaking it. So now the word cry here actually means, I mean, the word cry has two definitions. So the first definition of cry actually means to call out for help. It means to, to, to call out for help. Watch this, watch this. I, I remember a couple of years ago, about two years ago, uh, my wife and I bought a new bed and we bought a, uh, we, we upgraded from a queen size to a king size bed. Um, and, and I know y'all laughing, what does us two little people need a king size bed for? You're absolutely right, you're absolutely right because it's so big and it's, it's just crazy anyway. But anyway, so we upgraded. We thought we wanted a king size bed, so we upgraded. So we ordered the bed and we got the bed put in and, and um, I was too cheap um, to get the mattress put in. So I said, you know what? Just deliver the mattress, mattress and I'll put it in myself because I'm not paying you $109 to bring a mattress and put it on the bed. I'll do that myself. So I, I ordered the mattress and um, this king size mattress, Deacon Dixon mattress came in a box. So I'm like, what in the world is this? They sent the wrong thing. Cause you know, growing up when I, when I bought a mattress, you just go get a mattress, side on the top of the roof, put some string on it, hold it while you are driving it. And you just go on and put it on your bed, right? But now this mattress came in a cardboard box about this high and about that wide, a king size mattress. So, and then I started to read the instructions. So it says, take the mattress out of the box, of course. It says, then let the mattress fold out and it takes 24 hours for this mattress to come to um, shape. So you got to take it out the box, it folds out this box, this little old box, and then it sits for 24 hours and you see the mattress rise up. And I was like, this is, this is not going to be a good mattress. This is not going to, and it's a pillow top at that. So I said, this is not going to be a good mattress. I mean, any mattress you can fold up that big and then it got to rise up to form. So it rose up, but not thinking, me not thinking, I opened the mattress, Sarita, in our family room. I opened the mattress up in our, in our family room. I'm still in the text, just, just stay with me, stay with me. I opened the mattress up in the family room and let it rise for 24 hours. And then I came back down, I looked and I said, wow, that's a big mattress. So I called Lil' Cole and I said, Lil' Cole, come on, Lil' Man, he's also Lil' Cole and Lil' Man, the same person. So if I say Lil' Man, it's really Lil' Cole, but anyway. So I called Lil' Cole, I said, Lil' Cole, I said, Cole, come on, uh, Lil' Man, come on, help me get this mattress upstairs. Not thinking that I should have opened the mattress upstairs and let it foam out, but I did it downstairs. So I called Cole and we get this mattress and we get this mattress on the steps. And we, it, it took us about four hours to get this mattress upset. And we got to a point where Lil' Colin and I had to call for help, Pastor Reeves. We had to call for help. We had to say, Jackson. And Jackson was outside playing basketball with his friend Jackson and his friends had to come in and help us get this mattress up these stairs. That, that's what it means to, to call for help. That's the definition of this word cry. It means to call for help. But the second definition, it means a screeching call out of pain or agony. So the second definition for cry, it means a screeching call from pain or agony. 
And here in the text, that's what this means. It means, he says, that you got to call out to the Lord because the pain is so difficult, because it's so much agony, because you are so uh, uh, wrapped up in your situation and the pain hurts so bad. He says, I called out to God in pain. Sister Candy and Valerie, Howard and Lisa, he said, and, and Leslie, he said, I called out to God in pain. Have you ever been there where you had to call out to God in pain, where the pain of your situation was so difficult that you had to call out to God in pain and say, God, I need you. The pain is so difficult. What I'm going through, I can't handle it on my own. And he called out to God. He says, when you're going through, when you're going through, when the pain is so difficult, you got to call out to God. You got to call out to God, and I like this, because he says, I'm calling out to God. But the good part is he's not only calling, but the good part is God. He said, God heard me. I'm so glad that God hears us. I'm so thankful that God is a God that hears. He said, God heard me call out. In my pain, God heard me. I know you may feel like that God haven't heard you. I know you feel like that God haven't heard your prayers, but he hears your prayers. He have heard your prayers. He hears you because God got ears that are listening to the righteousness, and he hears our call says that he called out to God and God heard him. I'm so glad that God hears, that God hears us. He hears me when I call out. Don't think that God don't hear you. God hear you. And he give evidence in the scripture that God is a God that hears. Psalm 34, 17 says this, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse four says this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, look at this, then I will hear, God is a God to hear from heaven and I will give, forgive them their sins and heal their land. God is a God to hear. Can anybody celebrate that I got a God that hear everything, that I got to hear my cries, that hear my pains. I'm so glad that God hears. And then 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12 says, For the Lord, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteousness, and his ears are open to the prayers of his people. I'm so glad that I know a God, that the God I serve, that he's not up there deaf, that he's not up there ignoring me, that he hears my cries. And Asaph said, when you're going through, you need to cry out to God because he hears. Said he hears. He hears. God hear you. Some of you all thinking, God, why aren't you answering? He hears you. He hear you. ASAP not only encourages us to, to cry out to God when we're going through, but the second thing in verse 2, he tells us when we're going through, he says when we're going through, not only should we call out to God, cry out to God, but he says when we're going through, we need to seek the Lord. Look what he says. He says in verse, verse number 2, he says right here, in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. He said my hands were stretched out. In the night, without ceasing, my soul refused to be comforted. Look at this. He says, when you're going through, you got to seek the Lord. He said, in his troubling time, in his anguish of what he was going through, he said, I sought the Lord. And this is powerful right here. Because once again, when we're going through, we never seek the Lord. We always run away from the Lord. We seek other things, Pastor Reeves. 
We seek drugs. We seek alcohol, Deacon Allen. We seek all these other things, Deacon Blue. We seek things that are not of the Lord. We go back and try to find that temporary happiness. Uh, we seek women and we seek men. We seek uh, these mystical, spiritual things instead of seeking the Lord. But he says when you're going through, you got to seek the Lord. Oh, man, this is good because I know from experience when you're going through, there's so many things coming at you that you, you feel like that I can't get in touch with God. You, 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 you believe that, uh, uh, that you can find a better way, that you can fix it yourself. But he said when you're going through, you got to go after the Lord. You got to seek the Lord because sometimes these things that we go through will cause us to run away from God. Sometimes these things that we're going through, we'll get mad at God. God, you're supposed to be the healer, and you're not healing my God. God, you're supposed to be the way maker, and I'm still struggling financially. And these things will cause you to run away from God instead of running to God. And he says, when you're going through, you got to seek the Lord. He said, you got to search for God. You got to seek him out. You got to go after him. How do you go after him? I'm glad you asked that, Pastor Pew, because Asaph tell us how he go out. He says, all night I had my arms stretched out. Oh, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. See, if you want to worship, I'm about to give you, I'm about to blow your mind with this. Because he said, all night I had my arms stretched out. I said, why didn't he say I had my arm raised? Why, why, didn't, why didn't he say all night I had my arm raised? Because when you have your arm raised, that's a form of surrender. See, he ain't say I surrender. See, he didn't have to surrender. Why, why, why didn't he say he had his palms out? Because when you got your palms out, guess what? You asked him for something. He wasn't asking for nothing. He was seeking the Lord. He said, I had my arms stretched out. And why do you have your arms stretched out? Because you're like a child trying to get picked up from your parents when you're going through trouble. You know how little kids is when they go through trouble and they sad and they, they hurting and, and they scared and they trying to get away from the trouble. The first thing they do is they walk up to their mother and their father with their hands stretched out and say, God, I need you. You need to stretch out your hands like you do your parents and say, God, I need you to pick me up. God, I need you to lift me. But also his hands stretched out also me that he soaked the Lord in prayer. He got down on his knees and said, God, I don't know what you're trying to do in my life, but I know this situation is too difficult for me and I need you to intervene. I need to call out to you. You need to get down on your knees and pray and call to God and have communication with God. You need to tap into the line of heaven and get in touch with God and say, God, I'm going through this trouble. It's giving me hell. I don't know what to do. It's scratching me out. My kids bother me. My husband messing up. God, I need you. Says that he scratched out his hands. He sought the Lord by prayer. He says, God, I got to get in touch with you. In a way, we got to seek out the Lord. When we going through, we got to seek the Lord and it starts with prayer. Prayer is so important. Prayer is so important. And guess what? Here it is. I'm going to give you some revelation. I'm going to give you some good revelation that you can pray yourself. You don't need the pastor to pray for you. You call out to God yourself. The same way I get in touch with him is the same way you get in touch with him. I have no more uh, 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 right than you. I got the same privilege you have. He says we can go through the throne room boldly because of the access of Jesus Christ. Says that. Uh, that we got to seek the Lord. How do we seek the Lord? He said that we got to pray. We got to get down and pray. Now, the text doesn't say this, but I'm going to give you some other reasons, some other ways we can seek the Lord. 
And I think, I think God wouldn't be, be upset with if I in, interject these other ways. Another way you can seek the Lord is reading your word. You can spend some time in, in the 66 books in the canon of scripture and read the word and learn about God and learn what God wants for you and learn about Jesus Christ and learn about how he works in things, how he can take care of you, how he can provide for you. When you're going through, learn scripture like 2 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verse 2, that tells that God is the God of all comfort in the midst of your troubles and trials and that he comfort you and you close comfort someone else. You can learn the word of God when you're seeking the Lord, spend time in the word. Get in, the, get in the scriptures. Read the word of God, Sean. Read the word of God, Terrence. Read the word of God, Pandora and Lena. Read the word of God. When you're going through, you got to spend some time with God. You got to seek out the God. He says that he sought out the God through prayer. I told you sought, you seek out the God through reading your word. And also you seek out the God by coming to church. Amen. It's amazing how many people miss church now. At first, when we was doing in person, oh, I was too tired. Car broke down. It was a rainy day. The snow, I ain't had nothing to wear. Uh, uh, yeah, I tried to, but the devil kept me back this morning. Yeah, the devil is you. you the, the devil ain't keep you back from coming to church. You kept your own self back. Here it is. But today, you don't have no reason to miss in church. You have no reason. You have no reason missing church. I mean, you don't have to be here at 11, but we got it on Facebook. We got it on Instagram. You can go back and watch the service over and over again. Matter of fact, every sermon that, my, that I preach, Tucker preach, or Pastor Reeves preach is on a website. We upload it to the website, and we try to keep our website on point. If you go up there, uh, Tucker Web, Tucker, um, uh, Pastor Tucker's sermon should be up there today. My sermon will be up there by the end of the week. You can go back and listen to all the sermons since I've been here. But instead, you still miss a service. You want to seek out God, you got to come to church. You got to spend time with God. He says that I got to seek out the Lord. And watch this. Because it's so powerful. He said, Pastor Reeves, that he didn't pray one time. He didn't pray sometime. He said, my hands were stretched out all night. He says, all night I was up praying. When the last time have you prayed up all night? If your situation is that bad, you got to stay in the face of God. You don't have time to come down out the mountain of God. God, I'm like Jacob. I'm not moving until you bless me. You're going to have to hit my hip and knock it out of place. But I'm going to hold on to you till you bless me, Lord God. Because what I'm going through is too difficult for me. Says that we got to seek out the Lord. When we're going through, we got to cry out to the Lord. Says when we're going through, we got to seek the Lord. And the last thing. And verse number 10, 10 through 12, he said, when you're going through, you got to remember what God has already done. Oh, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. He says, you got to remember what God has already done. Look what he says in verse 10. He says in verse 10, he says, and I said, this is my anguish. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. 
I will remember the works of the Lord. Mm -mm -mm. He said, surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on you all your work. I will meditate on all your works and I will talk of your deeds. He says that when you going through, oh my God, you got to remember what the Lord has already done. He says when you're going through, you got to look back in the rearview mirror of life. You got to look back in your diary and check out what God has already done on your behalf. Why you need to look back and remember what God has already done? Because when you look back and remember what God already done, you know that he's a God that did it before and he can do it again. He says, when I'm going through, I look back and I remember the works of the Lord. I am so glad that he pulled this out of the scripture. He says, I remember the works of the Lord. What works do you remember, Asaph? Asaph, I remember when the Lord parted the Red Sea, when our back was against the wall, when we had Pharaoh army behind us and the Red Sea in front of us, and we stepped in the water. As soon as we stepped in, God parted the Red Sea, and we walked across on dry land. What do you remember about the Lord? Asaph. Asaph said, I remember when the millions of people crossed over the Red Sea on dry land. And as soon as we got to the other side and Pharaoh and his army in Egypt was in there chasing us, God closed up the Red Sea. So I remember how God destroyed my enemies. Do any of y'all remember how God destroyed your enemies back years ago and how he fought for you? Even when you were wrong, he fought for you. If he did it back then, he can do it right now. He says, I remember the wonderful works of God. What kind of works do you remember? He said, I remember how God carried us throughout the wilderness with a pillar of a cloud by day and a pillar of a fire by night. Everywhere we went, God's presence was with me. I'm trying to help you get to where I am, that God is always with us, that when you're going through, you just got to remember what God has done. I know you're going through some sickness, but remember you were sick a couple of weeks ago and God healed you from that. If he's a healer back then, he can heal you right now. I know you're going through some Merge issues. But guess what? Your friends was in submerged issues and God brought them through. If he can bring them through, he can bring you through. You got to remember the works of God. Say, so you got to remember when you're going through, you got to remember the works of God. You got to remember what God has already done. This is exciting because you got to remember what God has done. Don't let the trouble you're going through cause you to forget the blessings that God already pulled on your life. God, it says, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. God don't change. If he's a fixer back then, he's a fixer now. If he's a miracle worker back then, he's a miracle worker right now. If he's a healer back then, he's a healer now. If he's a counselor, back then. He's a counselor now. Is he a way maker back then? He's a way maker now. If he's a battle axe back then, he's a battle axe now. He can do it, whatever he puts his mind to. And I'm grateful that he, we got to remember what he has already done. Say, so we got to remember. We got to remember what God has already done. Say, remember what he's done. God does not change. I know you're going through. 
But this is great encouragement that you got to crowd to God. That you got to seek the Lord and you got to remember what he already done. This is a recipe to help you get through what you're going through. I don't know personally what you're going through, but I know this recipe worked. How do I know it worked? Because it works for me. How do I know it works? Because I've seen it work in other people's lives. And he says, guess what? God, I'm going to tell people about your deeds. What did that mean? He says, God, I'm going to give testimony of how good you have been, how wonderful for you have been and the things that you have done. Oh, you got to tell people when God bring you out that situation you going through, you got to say, Pastor Pew, I need to speak to somebody. I need to tell a testimony of what God already done because Revelation said the testimony of the people bring us out. I'm so glad that God has put a testimony in me to tell you what God can do. If God can heal my wife from an aneurysm, God can heal you from your aneurysm. If God can touch your body and heal you from cancer, he can heal somebody else from cancer. Tell the testimony of what God has already done. This is great. This is a great word. This is a great word to encourage us. To encourage us. When you're going through. As I started out, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know the troubles of your life, but here's a recipe. This is a recipe to follow. When you're going through, you got to crowd to the Lord. When you're going through, you got to seek the Lord. And when you're going through, you got to remember what he has already done. Because if he did it back then, he can do it again. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. Light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. A light in the darkness. God, that is who you are. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. A light in the darkness. God, that's who you are. Do I have anybody worshiping with me? Do I have anybody celebrating and thanking God? Just knowing that you may be going through, but you got to cry out to God. You got to seek him out and you got to remember what he already done. If he did it before, he can do it again. I'm trying to help you get to where I am because we serve a God that can do exceedingly and abundantly or whatever we can ask or think. He can turn a whirlwind into a peaceful storm. He can do it. Asaph, he encourages us. He encourages us. He gives us a recipe to help us when we're going through that we need to cry out to the Lord, verse 1. Verse 2, we need to seek the Lord. Verse 10 through 12, we need to remember what he has already done. This is a recipe that when you're going through to help you make it through what you're going through. But there's some that's under the sound of my voice that are going through and you have no recipe. The only recipe you have is that you have to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Because what you're going through it's pure separation from God because you don't have a relationship. See, this is different from the believer. We going through life situations, but at the end, 
And even in our situations, we win because we connected to Jesus. But there's some that are listening to me that what you're going through, you ain't winning because you're not connected. And the only way you can be connected is you got to surrender your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So I present to you not religion. I present to you a relationship. The scripture is clear that Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And when they disobeyed God, they brought sin into the world. That everything was affected. Everything was affected because of the sin of Adam and Eve, their disobedience. And because of their sin, it was all imputed on us. What did that mean? It was charged on our account. We all have experienced the disobedience because of Adam and Eve. But my father, God, Jehovah, said, I got away. And he gave his only begotten son to wrap himself up in flesh and to come here and drill for 33 years without sin that he may die on the cross for your sin and my sin, that we may have eternal life through him if we believe. So today, 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 your escape from eternal, life, from eternal condemnation, which is the lake of fire, which is hell, your escape is that you got to surrender your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Is there one? 